on this episode of My Lash Two Brain Cells. Oh my gosh, you guys, my heart is like racing even making this episode because it just feels like such... It, it, it A, feels like a weight off my shoulders, but it, it is very bittersweet. And can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to My, my Lash, Lash Two, two Brain, Brain Cells. Cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I am also your host, Elliot Morris. And oh my gosh, besties, we have a life update for you. This episode is going to have a very big life update that is both business and personal related. We're having a baby. No, we're not. <laughs> no, I'm Elliot, I'm don't just joke with the people. <laughs> okay, no, but everyone was thinking it. Everyone, everyone was thinking it, so I wanted them to know before... <laughs> I wanted them to know that it wasn't that. Literally every single like person in my life, anytime I have something oh, to say, they're like, anytime <gasps> we have an announcement, th- you're pregnant. A little light heart. A little. <laughs> everyone <laughs> says that. Why is that the thing everyone it's goes funny. to? funny. A little light heart. <laughs> no. You guys going to have a little light heart? <laughs> Everybody says that. It's true. Um. Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, I'm actually so nervous to make this episode. Like I truly feel a little nervous because it just finally Ooh. feels like I'm telling them something that I've been waiting months if not a whole year to tell them it's crazy it's true. it is crazy well you guys i am no longer a full-time lash artist period can you <laughs> ah. can you believe i am no- lightheart as it exists is no longer a service-based business nah check the website do you see a book button no, <laughs> no you don't no book and link there babes. is none doesn't exist <laughs> um gone elliot and i over the course of the last over a year have made the difficult but necessary decision for our business going forward and our personal life for me to stop taking clients full-time and if you know me you know that i have never just been a lash artist i have been a very very busy lash artist like a busy bee i have been a busy busy bee um and even when we moved into the building i was still you know lashing Full time. Full time. Almost every single day b- between between training. And let me just say, I love <laughs> lashing. I love physically lashing. True. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of the reasons. We have a list of everything I want to cover because I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions because I do own a lash company. We've seen uh, <laughs> the comments on Facebook every time anyone's like, I'm no longer accepting new clients. 50 uh ladies with i'm sure good intentions are like you are throwing away your career you're not (laughs) accepting new clients i give you one year until you're irrelevant yeah it's crazy like anytime i tell people like for the last year i've told people i'm no longer accepting new clients i'm just taking an exclusive clientele like people have been pretty you know mean to me and and being like uh basically you should take clients specifically me yeah people are either like (laughs) Why don't you take clients? Closing your books ruins your business. You should raise your prices. I am the highest priced lash artist in the state of Arizona. Yeah. That's fully booked. And yeah. um, at some point, at some point, I you d- don't want to raise. I'm your uncomfortable prices raising my prices anymore. It would be weird to be charging people three hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks. I don't want to. Ra- I didn't want to raise my prices more, and it wasn't about money for me. Um, but it, you know, I was taking an exclusive clientele for the last year where I, I just serviced 25 clients. Like that was my day job. Love them. And I love those clients. And I love them with all of my, that was the hardest part. Honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't the like taking clients. It was the fact that they were all so nice. Yeah. They were all so great. Basically. I mean, don't listen to what anyone says. Do what's best for your business. And I was always like, well, you're not in my business. And for me, 
I don't want to raise my prices more. I wanted to service the exclusive clientele that I had. My price point had nothing to do with it, although I was like paid very, very well as a lash artist. Which is great. Which is great. Um, and I, you know, you don't have to listen to everyone's opinions. And this especially, this is an opinion that has to do with my business and my life. And so let's talk about it because you guys feel like my friends. <laughs> yeah, this is this and is just where we hang out. So what I wanted to talk about for this episode, it might be a longer one, is I wanted to talk about leverage, what leverage is, why business is all about leverage. Um, and then I wanted to get into what life looks like now. Um, you might be thinking like, well, what is your day-to-day job now? Um, I also want to chat about how my clients took it, how I talked about it, how this decision played out because it took a month. I started on February 1st telling my first client that I'm no longer going to be taking clients. And that was rough. And it's the end of February now. And I just finished taking my last client and letting them know. So this took a whole month to play out. And then I want to talk a little bit about what I've learned in the process and, um, kind of just let you know that your business should evolve and change if it's a great business, you know, yes. it will naturally, if your business is succeeding, if your business is thriving, you have to pivot sometime and you have to go where your business is taking you. Amazon was just a bookstore. It was. But now look at it. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I want to chat a little bit about leverage and what leverage is and why business is all about leverage. I think that's a very poignant topic. Yeah. Chat about it, Elliot. Oh, you want me to? I do. Okay. So this episode is kind of like, it, it's a Maddie life update. And so yeah. I, I'd like you to have some part of it. Okay. I mean, I, I did suggest this part because I think it's, um, I think it's very relevant to where we're at in the business right now. Um, there's this, uh, book that is like a biography of Naval Ravikant, who's this, um, uh, he's a very successful investor in Silicon Valley, like angel investor does startups, that sort of thing. <laughs> and he has this very good quote where he talks about how in um, business, so all business is all big business. Like once you get past um, like individually taking clients or individually like offering a service, all business ends up just being different types of leverage that you're using. So Naval Ravikant talks about how there are four different types of leverage. There's um, labor, where you are leveraging the labor of someone else in order to accomplish a goal. There's capital, where you're leveraging your money that you have in order to put that money into assets that will generate uh, more money coming back to you. There is technology, which is where you know you write a uh, piece of code that then can be copied and used by thousands and thousands of people like you know facebook for example it's just a bunch of code that they wrote one time and then it can then be used by everyone on earth um and then there's media which is where you make which is like this where we make this video one time and then we're able to communicate with thousands of people through that one time of us making video whereas if we were to try and do that in person it would be having you know thousands of one-on-one conversations, or it would be having uh, hundreds of small, like intimate group conversations. By us using this media, allows us to um, get this information and, and talk to so many more people than we would be able to just you know talking uh, in person. So those are like the four types of leverage. And as what's the Naval Ravikant quote? Oh, that, that was it, is that oh, he okay. said there were four different types yeah. of leverage. Those are the types of leverage. Yeah. Um, but so 
in our business, we have started to get to the point where in order to grow, we have to start implementing that those types of leverage because we've Madison has run into not having enough hours in the day. If she wanted to um, just keep lashing forever, she would there would be a, a cap to like how big the business could get and how much money she can make through it. And that cap is, okay, what's the most that you feel comfortable charging and that the market could even support? Because like, even if she is like fully, fully booked, like everyone wants to see her, there is a cap. Like no one's going to be willing to pay $1,000 a fill. Obviously the cap's way below that, but just for an example. And then she's also capped by how many hours in a day she can lash. And then there's like another more long-term cap of how many years can you keep lashing all day, every day before, or, you know, you just burn out and your hands give out and your back just hurts forever. And um, you have to really keep that in mind with like, okay, we want this to be a business that lasts for a really, really long time and impacts a lot of people. So we got to the point where we were running into, okay, we need to do, Madison needs to be doing higher leverage activities. She needs to be employing one of these four types of leverage where um, that's the only way that we can like continue it's to so push funny. the it business sounds like forward. I'm exci- it sounds like I'm a science experiment. You're like, how can we <laughs> extract the parts of Light- Lightheart is just Elliot figuring out how to extract <laughs> the value out of Madison. I'm like, we are not, we have not optimized Madison's <laughs> value I'm, I'm extraction just, I'm enough. I'm just the talent and Elliot's no, just No, she like, is. And Elliot's just like my manager at his villain headquarters. No, that, no like- <laughs> that's literally what we said yesterday. So we were on a lash cast with Woo! our besties. Our the lubers uh and uh, when we were on there we were we were talking about how like they're asking like what our relationship was like and we said like i do like the i have like the strategic vision for the company and like i run i i like have all these ideas for what i want to do and then madison's like the talent and i'm a slave no no you're (laughs) no so I think if we were to like formalize our titles, yeah. I think that you... we, we don't have formal titles because no, we're just like we're, our titles are husband and wife. Our titles are bestie boobas. Bestie and booba. Those are our titles. <laughs> yes. But if we had to formalize it, I think our our titles would really be like you would be the chief operating officer yeah. of the company. Like you're running it. You're getting the things done that need to get done. You're creating the actual product. Yeah. Um, which is the product is like your education. And then I would be like the CEO, the chief like executive officer, which like if you formalize that title, it just that's the person in charge of the strategic vision of the company, which like I know everyone loves to have CEO in their bio. <laughs> um, and it's it's like kind of cringed out at this point, And like it's it's just been overused to the point where it like doesn't mean anything. But if you look at like the actual definition, yeah. It's the person who is in charge of making like the long term decisions for the company. In layman's terms, I am the Kardashians and Elliot is Chris. I Jenner. am I, exactly, exactly. Honestly, right. I like that more. I'm the, <laughs> I'm Chris. Madison is Courtney Kylie. Kim and <laughs> yeah, Courtney Kim and Kylie. Chloe and Kylie and Kendall. Um, yeah, and oh my gosh, you guys, my heart is like racing even making this episode because it just feels like such. It, it, it a feels like a weight off my shoulders, but it, it is very bittersweet and it's been mm. a very difficult personal and professional decision. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what our life looks like after making this big decision and during. Yeah. Um, so for the last, Thanks. I'd say two years, as you guys have seen, our business has grown exponentially and it's grown past my capabilities. Like I only have so many hours in the day. And as you, as you guys know, I don't like to do things half ass. I like to, you know, really 
like focus on quality and do things well. And I, the hard part is, is I love what I do. And when you love what you do and you also love to work, like I love physically working. I physically worked since I was able to work. Um, I love physically working and I love lashing and I love my clients. Like I don't have any clients that are just clients to me. They're all friends at this point. Um, I was actually like bawling my eyes out the first client that I told this to. Um, but in the last year, as you guys have seen, Ellie and I own, manage, operate all of the daily operations that come along with owning a salon suite. Um, you know, we, we kind of are behind, behind the scenes more with the coffee shop, but we still, you know, like have the coffee shop and obviously we, we co-own it with our best friends and they kind of do everything. But, um, having this building has brought on so much responsibility and little daily tasks that you just, you don't hear about or see. Um, I was taking full days of clients, like 10 to six, you know, you know, uh, teaching uh, in the last year, I was teaching one to three private trainings a week. And now we've broken it down into eight students a month in a group class. Um, I've been creating digital products and selling them, doing the podcast. Um, I had a, a job with a big lash brand where I was traveling and teaching, uh, I was a retailer doing product pickup. I had like three to five girls a day coming by for product pickup orders. Um, what else was I doing? Uh, you were uh, responding to 5,000 DMs every day. I respond to well over. Over 100. Over 100 DMs a over day. Over 100 every day. Um, while I lash. I have my phone open while yeah. I lash every client. You it were never selling charcuterie boards. No. <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, I've just, I've played a lot of roles and I think the educator role, especially if you are an educator, you understand the amount of time and effort and energy and sacrifice that takes because that even if I was training even two or three times a week, um, it was absolutely exhausting the other days that I'm taking clients. So my social life took a big hit. Um, you know, I remember like every, Christmas or time I I went home to see family like I would be constantly distracted constantly Mm -hmm. worrying about getting people in you know I couldn't take any sick days god forbid I ever got hurt or sick anything like that so for the last and then in the last year we did we did the build out which took a year and it has really spread me very thin behind the scenes and you know what's really interesting is um I was talking to uh our friend Wyatt about this and um, he's in he's doing his MBA right now at uh, Wharton for so it's like a master's of business administration. It's like yeah. a fan, it's like a advanced business degree. It's like it's the degree that people get before they go into like upper management for yeah. companies, that sort of stuff. And um, I was talking to him about like um, what he wants to do. And one of the things he was looking into doing was um, there's a thing called ownership through acquisition, where is, which is where you basically become an owner of a company by purchasing the company from company yeah, from yeah. someone else and it's like a, a commonly done thing and he was talking about how one of the things that people commonly do when they're doing ownership through acquisition is they will um look at a business and they will look at the profit centers of the business and then they will um reallocate the resources from every non-profit center into the profit Mm. centers and they'll like increase the revenue of the business and then they can like flip it and leave and then go buy another business so what that means in like plain like human english is basically someone will come into the business 
Um, this is like, say they, they buy a business that's doing all right. And they're like, I think I can make this business do way better. And then I could sell it for like twice as much as I bought it for in two years or something. So they'll, they'll go into the business, they'll purchase it. And then they'll look at the business. They'll say, okay, what is our profit centers? Our pro a profit center is what are the things that are actually getting us the majority of our revenue compared to the amount of resources that we're putting in and why them. yeah which, why is that our profit center? exactly which parts of this business are giving us the biggest return on our investment there were what parts of the business are giving us the biggest roi and then they will look at okay what are the parts of the businesses business that aren't really giving us as much roi and then they'll just cut all the stuff cut off all the chaff it's like how you're it's like how when you want a, a tree to grow, you'll prune the small branches in order to let the big branches grow. Yeah. And they'll cut off all the stuff that's like not necessary, all the stuff that and, and a lot of business owners have trouble cutting off that stuff because they're like, oh, like I work so hard for our uh, our our roofing division and it's it's yeah. it does good and like it makes some money. It's not losing money. So we keep it around. But and it's like, OK, but you have this other thing that's making way more money. So this person will come in, they'll cut off all the stuff that's not making most of the money and then reallocate all the resources into the one thing that's making money. And then it'll expand that way more. And so like we were looking at our business and we're like, OK, yeah, we're doing we all talk emotions. Let's talk about just like the why the yeah. business. The, yeah. And so we were looking at all these things that like you were doing, like doing the retail teaching for other brands like all these things that like yeah they weren't losing us money but like the amount of money that we were making from ex for example selling retail was less than five percent the money that we were making from selling digital products so it's like but okay, i was spending an hour a day an hour a day coordinating product pickups coordinating and, and, and meeting and with customers and doing product knowledge chat exactly and it's like it that's the kind of thing where it's like you don't think about it like most business owners aren't going to think about it because it's not losing money you're making money on it and that's what a business is for but then if you really step back and you're looking like for the amount of time that i'm putting into this and the amount of resources i'm putting into this is this getting the enough of a return in order to make it worth my time and so that's what we really had to look at and be like okay so we started no. so about last Last winter, we started trimming the small, small branches of our mm -hmm, business. Mm -hmm. And the small branches were, one, I cut out retail, stopped selling to people, um, stopped doing product pickup. And then I stopped doing, two, my private trainings because that took up oh, yeah. so much of my life yeah. was private trainings. And I loved them. And, and, oh, yeah. And also, all this stuff had a season. All of this stuff, I loved with all of my heart and did it for the, the season. And I finished it out strong. And I was burnt out last winter. A little bit. My, I was, I was yep. burnt out. My students knew it. I was, well, I, they probably didn't, but I was burnt they out. They couldn't tell. They couldn't they tell. They couldn't tell, but boy, was I burnt out. I was teaching, yeah. what, three, I mean, September of last year. No, J June or July of last year, you no. had 17 trainings? Yeah, but last September, I had 17 private students remember yeah, insane and i even was grouping some of them together into multiple days because i like physically couldn't do it with my clientele but i was like listen this is for a season this is for a reason a season um then no more but no, but uh -oh. then after that you know no one to hold them no one to fold them baby and so we, we were trimming the little branches i stopped doing private training stopped doing retail um i left my job with a big brand traveling and training um, what else did I let go? Um, retail, retail, that was it. And then the final thing really, so the profit center of our business to be quite transparent with you is our digital education Absolutely, is the products we create. That is what, you know, we could basically live off of. Um, and 
so I want, and also it means so much to me that we're able to reach and help so many people through those. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. Too. The reason it's the profit center is because it is what's providing the yeah, most amount the most of people. value to Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And you know, Ellie and I, if just to get really deep, Ellie and I, our whole life is just surrounded. It, it our whole purpose is just to serve people and help others with mm -hmm. how, however we can. And for us, you know, we were placed in the lash industry, in the beauty industry of all things. Um, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? And, um, you know, I've had so much amazing reach with my in-person trainings. But once we, you know, started the digital trainings, I kind of fell into it by accident. Um, we have reached more people than we could have ever dreamed of. And crazy. the products that I've made in my downtime at midnight, you know, I've never actually sat down at a coffee shop and just been able to write and write and write and write and make ebooks and manuals. It's all been in very small pockets of time, um, just as kind of a little passion project to help more people. I think every ebook or manual until now has been written between the hours of 9 p.m. and like two in the morning. A million percent. Like Elliot will be in bed, and if I, I'm like, oh my gosh, this could help someone, I'm going to write about it. Yep. Um, and at this point, because it's what the people want, it's what's reaching and helping the most people um, just organically, even before we even started running professional ads, um, the organic reach has been huge on it. And I really want to pour my efforts and energy into helping um, others and creating education that's accessible to everyone all over the world. Like I want to create video courses. I want to create business courses. I want to create the best of the best, like world's best artistry and styling courses online. Like anything that currently exists and doesn't exist, I want to make 10 times better and more accessible to people. Um, and so that is kind of where I'm going to be focusing my efforts this year. And I'm really excited about that. And same with the podcast. Like our podcast obviously makes no money, but this is something where we can reach a lot of people. We can help people. That's all right. That's all right. We, That's just, all right. we just love you guys. And then it gives us an excuse to hang out and talk to each other for hang a few out. hours. No, I think, I think for the podcast, I, th this is interesting because um, I was talking to our intern Mia about yeah. this. And, um, you uh, have an intern. Yeah, we have an intern, you guys. We're big time. Is she really our intern now at this point? I mean, I, I think technically. She's, yeah. We give we give me a free rent in exchange for <laughs> editing the podcast for us. Um, but uh, I was talking to her about she was like, so how much money do you guys make on the podcast? I'm like, Mia, Mia, we make zero dollars and from zero the podcast. cents. But I see the podcast is like a long term play. Yeah. It's like I think the benefit of us, you know, being able to just talk to people in this industry and like openly and yeah. honestly and without, build like real yeah. relationships with that's people. longer than just like a minute real because you can't yeah you can't communicate with people people can't see your personality they no. can't like you can't get anything done in a reel you know but like the podcast i think it's a really nice way that we can like you know connect with the people who like start out following you on instagram yeah. and like and I, I think it's great. And I just. And it's been I amazing like it. because I have so much to say about a lot of things. And a lot of the time when I get, you know, 100 something DMs a day, people have very legitimate pains and concerns yeah. and questions like they need help. And they're reaching out to someone that can help them. And instead of me sending them 50 voice memos, which I have, you know, been doing for years, I can just say, oh, my gosh, we made a whole episode and on you can this just for send you. Them the link. And I send them the link. And, and they're it's like, so much better. And it's so much better because they feel like they're talking to a friend. All of their questions are answered in long format. And it's really reaching the right people. So, yeah. so long story short, we do the podcast because we love you guys. Because we love you. Um, yeah. So that is why. And then I wanted to talk about um, kind of the long game and my personal decision to stop being a service-based business. 
Um, and the personal side of it is I'm 24 years old and I've been lashing for close to eight years now, full time. I have never done lashing as a side hustle. It has always been too much at times. And one, I, I know that we only get one life and the sustainability is everything in this career. Longevity is everything. You've got to play the long game. And for me to keep lashing and enjoy lashing, I needed to step out of that service-based role. Um, and being young and being, you know, in my mid-20s, like I really wanted to start a life kind of outside from be like be outside of the lash room. And I honestly don't really have that fully yeah you know like i mean it has it has really impacted like just our flexibility i think is one is, of the biggest things is that like we can't plan to do things um we can't go on a trip we, yeah we've there. had to say no to so many things just because you haven't had the flexibility in your schedule mm -hmm. to move anything around it's and like, i and i take my schedule very seriously oh, yeah. like i don't like Absolutely. moving people around i don't like um I, I don't ever want to feel, even with my clients being so close to me, I still never want them to feel like they're not my top priority. Absolutely. And, and that's the way it should be. To be a luxury service provider and to be at such Absolutely. a high price point, that also comes with a responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people think, well, I want to charge this, well, I don't charge that. And I'm like, well, you have to be prepared to sacrifice a lot because those people yeah. are now expecting a level of service that goes beyond just lashing. It's true. You know, I'm not only charging for my skill and my time, I'm also charging with being the most reliable yeah. service provider they can see. A lot of people, you know, my clients are like, well, you're just so reliable. Yeah. You you've know, never, I, th I think the majority of your clients, you've never rescheduled or, or canceled on them ever. I've never canceled on a client. Uh, none of them? Never? Canceled on a client? You've never been like just so sick? Have you never? That's crazy. That's I, crazy. If guys. I'm sick. Madison was one of those psychos in high school that never <laughs> missed a day. No. I was the opposite. I missed like I, once a week honestly and i don't recommend this at all i'm not i'm not recommending this but i have felt such a uh responsibility to these people and also my schedule has not accommodated me to move people around yeah that's true and so like if i do have to take a sick day it's more of a nightmare for me to try to figure it out because i had too many clients mm. um and i i could move them so it's been hard and like even last christmas i i uh cracked my ankle and I was on crutches and I couldn't drive and You're I still all the lashing. things. C Christmas Eve, guys, I was lashing with my foot on a bar stool, <laughs> elevated while she I was. was lashing. And my friend was going out and greeting all my clients for me because I couldn't walk. My foot was just black it's on wild. this bar stool. It was wild. Like, and I don't recommend that at all, but obviously, you know, there was a time in my life that I'm so grateful for because I was like, look, I'm young, I'm able-bodied, you know, I have big dreams. And I want to be able to pay for them. I want the independence. And I was willing to make those sacrifices early on. So I'm so grateful that that's what lashing gave me. I don't regret any of it at all because it was able to pay for the build out. It was able to like pay for our amazing life that we have and like fund all these amazing dreams. Mm -hmm. And it gave me so much independence, but also there's a lot of sacrifice that comes along with it. And I want everyone to see like, I'm not just some overnight success, remote CEO, you know, whatever, a lot came with it and a lot of sacrifice had to be made and so for my personal life I'm really really fine and my clients are so happy for me like I'm really so excited and relieved to feel a little more flexibility where I can make my own schedule truly 
Like people always say, oh, last year just make their own schedule. No, we don't. <laughs> like, we, sure, you can pick what days of the week you want to work, but like if you're fully booked, you know, that's you have a responsibility. And and you're your own boss, and that means that you should act like a boss and and show up, you know, ready to go. And so I'm really excited to have some flexibility. I'm like l- I'm craving like seeing my family for Christmas and not being so stressed out and stressing everyone out. Like I got to get home at this time. I, my, if my flight is delayed, my world will fall apart. Oh yeah. Like, last Christmas or Christmas before last, our flight was like, uh, our flight got our canceled. Flight got canceled and Guys, so, I, I had a, a panic she had a attack. Panic I had a attack. meltdown. It was so bad. And she's I, like, I have six clients tomorrow. No. Eight, I was literally guys at 8 a.m. I would get off the plane at like 8 a.m. and I would go to work at like 9:45, like yeah. not even come home. And don't shower. be like Madison. Yeah, and don't I, be, don't do that. Yeah, and were there, were there certain times I could have been more lenient on myself? Yes, of course, oh, yeah. of course. I don't think you should ever like work yourself, you know, to that level. But also, like I was in more of a a sensitive situation because I was paying, you know. I had hundreds of thousands of dollars we had to pay to a contractor at that time. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, if you're going to take, I really got to take these. Yeah. You know, so if, if you're in a situation where like you have a lot to pay for, like a lot of risk or you bought a building or something like, yeah, you know, okay. Sometimes you got to pick up the pace, but I'm at a point in my life where I am ready to calm down and focus on my life and my time with Elliot and enjoy life with my husband and like we got married young i'd like to enjoy it you know and so we're taking a month off we're going to italy in august baby (laughs) we have a vacation pretty much every month this year i can't wait and i'm finally saying yes to opportunities i would have always said no to we're doing like speaking events and travel trainings and seeing family going on trips with friends we're even going on a trip in a week we're going to san diego for in a week yeah do you know what we're doing in san diego what are we doing? We're just going to a flower field and we're going to frolic around the flower fields in Carlsbad. Like, I'm just so watch out excited to feel alive again. Just. Just feel balanced, yeah. you know, balanced. and not stressed. Like I, I have neglected so much of my life, to be honest, you guys be perfectly honest. Like I haven't gone to the doctor since I was a junior in high school. I yeah, true. <laughs> it's probably not the best. Yeah, I just have really been my whole <laughs> That's life. That's the real reason you're not taking clients is so you can finally get a checkup. Girl, I need a checkup. Um, yeah, I mean, there has been so like lashing has been the best thing I've ever done. Like getting into lashes and being a lash oh, artist. For sure. I only worked so hard because I loved it so much. And you're still lashing here's the thing guys i'm still lashing a little bit come on i'll talk about that so um what our life looks like now i'm gonna be more of a remote ceo if that's a term for it um what's yeah. the, i'm a digital nomad yeah you're gonna be <laughs> she's gonna be a digital mo- nomad yeah i am gonna catch be, us in bali yeah, this time next year i'm gonna be full-time uh creating courses <laughs> so i'm gonna be creating amazing digital products like the best of the best manuals training guides um and then later on this year we're gonna be coming out with somewhat of a an a and it an advanced business baddie program yeah stay tuned we can't chat about it much but um ellie and i are working together to create a lot of great advanced online training material yes yes um that requires 
a lot a lot of us it's a full-time job oh, yeah and we're is. and i'm going to be content creating more i'm going to be creating um yeah really great new products focusing on my in-person trainings saying yes to travel opportunities so if you're a salon and you want me to come oh yeah yeah you're she's going to montana maybe Maybe. Yeah, we're chatting about it. Might be going to Montana. Yeah. Do a big, so do a big salon. I'm excited to. If you own a big salon and you want the best training in the entire world I'll come for you, your salon, yeah. hit us up. Yeah. That is what our life is going to look like. And um, lash wise, full transparency, I will still be servicing six clients, not clients. They're not clients. Um, I'm just going to be servicing six of our renters slash my bestest friends out of my home. Yep. Um, and I'm, that's just people like Mariah who works at the coffee shop, Katie, our trainer, some Mia, of the, our intern, our employee and some of the renters. That's literally it. Just so that's I it. can keep my skills up, get content and spend time with my friends. Because and also cause you see them every day and we would hate to for them to just be moping every yeah, day. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't want to take no clients. I just I just needed to step out of my... We needed to get it to one day a week. We needed to get it to one day a week. It needed to be one day a week. And, and now six clients is three clients a day. Yeah. And I once mean, a week. And I mean, they're just they're just my close friends. That's really it. Um, just people that I, you know, work in or for or yeah. around Lightheart. Yeah. And... I'll be taking probably about one model set a week. So I'll be lashing like two yep. days a week. And for model sets, I'm just going to be like getting course content if I'm filming a course. So I That's will still, them, yeah. yeah, so I will still be lashing, but I'll be lashing like 25, 30 hours a month rather than eight hours a day. And Wonderful. so that keeps me in the game. I'm getting a really cute, bougie home setup. Can't wait. I'm very excited. We are pumped. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how my clients took it because obviously I am very close with my clients and I love my clients. I mean, you guys know how I talk about my clients on my Instagram. I'm never just like my client. I'm like my pretty sweetie angel princess, beautiful baddie clients. <laughs> like they're just my favorite people in the world. And I've curated over the years such a respectful kind clientele that not only cares about our professional relationship but they they really care about me and Elliot's life and um I love them all to pieces and so it was a heartbreaking thing to tell them but we got through it and I decided to tell them individually one by one at their appointments in February and I saw all my clients within the span of that month and we actually had been planning this for about a good year yeah about, yeah, about a year because when we opened the building i remember ellie and i were on a walk and ellie was like okay now that we've opened the building like you are being pulled in so many directions you need to consider not taking clients anymore like it was actively hurting our business and it was a and madison was like how dare you do this to me <laughs> i have worked my entire life to have a full clientele yeah. of nice people who are nice to me yeah. and also charge high prices that's why it was so hard because i'm like well i've spent you know the last two years living in Arizona, like building an amazing clientele like this. And it was so and hard. And then as soon as it was built, I'm here like, it. get rid of it. You don't <laughs> need it. So I said, you know what, Elliot? I understand that. I understand that this isn't where the business is going and all this stuff. And I needed to be needed in other areas. And so I said, listen, just as an emotional decision, which when you're husband and wife, you have to honor those emotional decisions. You know, That's not true. everything is business. And I said, Elliot, just as an emotional decision, I understand it's not in the best interest of the business. But 
I need to take clients full time in my beautiful suite for one year because we had built this gorgeous building with a, a private, beautiful, bright suite for me. It's perfect. And I was like, just let me show up to work and take my clients for a year. And Elliot honored that. And he said, sounds good. Like, you know what? That's reasonable. I did my thing. He, I didn't even tell her to do them this February. I said. Yeah, it happened I, naturally. I was like, you can wait until april yeah because that's when we opened it actually happened naturally and uh at the start of the month we had state board come in and do state board checks. oh yeah that was so funny that was kind of the impetus wasn't it it was how it happened so i had a client on my bed and state board lady came in so i'm chatting with her because it was the first time she'd visited the building and so i was like you know trying to butter her up a little bit and i was like you want a coffee she got a coffee and then i was like you want the tour and i gave her the tour and then i was like you want to meet the girls and i had her meet everyone and we were just like getting on this lady's good side Purr. and as she was like checking all my boxes off she was asking me about our education programs because she knows that we're um like a training academy here and she was asking me, she was like, well, are you going to be service providing going forward? Because I know how busy you are educating. And I slipped out because I was having such good conversation with the state board lady. I said, oh, no, I, you know, I'm not going to be service providing for much longer. And then I was like, oh, no, my client's on the bed. And she heard that. Her client on the bed, like. <laughs> yeah, truly. And so when she left, I was like, hey, so I have something to tell you. And my <laughs> client goes, you're not going to be lashing much longer. And I go no yeah. and she was like girl we all know it's fine girl, and we knew i it was coming. started crying you guys i was literally bawling my eyes out i was so sad because it felt like it was real in that moment because that was the first time i had ever said that uh -huh. even though i had been thinking about it for a year and my client just goes and she was sad she goes maddie it is okay like we all knew like there is no reason for you to be like pulled in all these different directions why and, like, are we... you taking me so i'm crying I'm bawling my She's eyes out. Crying, finishing you're crying. her lashes. Yeah. Her lashes are just shock curing because my tears are just like dripping on her face. <laughs> and my client was just so kind about it. She was like, I understand, like, you whatever, you know, love you so much. You're the best. You know, it was nothing but positive. And it was sad. And then the next client came in and I was like, you know what? Now we're on a roll. Ripping off and, the band aid. And I was like, and what's the worst that could happen? Like, all my clients care about me and they they know my life That's and true. they see me running around like a chicken with my head cut off every day and not sleeping and so i started telling one by one all all my clients and they all took it extremely well they all were like we support you we support your business like we just you know we're happy for you and also it softened the blow that we had the other lash artists in the suites that i was able to refer yeah, them you to you could just say go see her so she's a doll yeah so if anyone is in a similar situation um, where if you're in a similar situation ever refer back to this episode and I'll kind of tell you how I, I worded it. Um, so I tried experimenting with telling them at the end of the service, the beginning and during, and I told most of them at the end, but I actually found it easier to tell them in the beginning. Um, so the easiest ones was when they first came in before they lay down, I said, Hey, I have some really bittersweet news to tell you. And then they're like, what, what? And then I would say, I'm no longer going to be lashing. I'm no longer going to be taking clients. And all of them pretty much had the same reaction. They all were like, oh, oh, my gosh, I understand. That's so crazy, you know. And then it gave us that whole two hours to talk about it without it to being process, rushed. <laughs> to process the trauma. The five stages of grief, yeah. They, yeah, you had two hours to go through all five stages. Denial, whatever. They said, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not doing yeah. it. And it, it all went very well it was 
very, very hard. Honestly, there was not one client where my heart wasn't absolutely pounding and we got through it and they all, I mean, no one even really had questions. Like if anything, it was me just oversharing and them just being like, we understand, like, thank, thank you for taking us this long, like whatever. And then I would always say, and lash wise, you're taken care of. I have ladies in the building that are expecting you on their books in two weeks, um, that are more than happy to have a consultation with you and are just so stoked to see you and are going to take great care of you. And I also let my clients know, like, um, they can see whoever they want, but I had previously match made them to each person that I thought would be a better personality fit, a better lash fit. Um, cause there's different things for different people. Um, different strokes for different folks. Am I right? I hate that saying. <laughs> I hate that saying, but, uh, yeah. So I match made them to ladies in the building who I obviously, you know, trust and love with all my heart. And this building is filled with truly like my bestest friends. And so it was an easy lash transition. Cause I knew that I would see them multiple times a month in the building you know, and, and it's nice. Cause now I come into the coffee shop, my clients are sitting waiting for their appointment. We can catch up for 30 seconds. You know, it's nice. And a lot of my clients, because they're missing their appointments, they've been DMing me their life updates Aww. and it's really sweet. Cause it's I feel so nice. like I'm still included. I'm still part of their life. And that was for me, the hardest thing was not being able to be a part of their life when I happened for, you know, two and a half years. So they all took it extremely well. Um, there was nothing negative there. I think like maybe two out of 30 of them were like a little surprised, but then it was like hugs and you know, whatever. And, um, and I've, you know, been fully transparent. I'm like, you know, if you see me around here for the next few weeks, I'm finishing up a few clients that are, you know, they have weddings and babies and birthdays coming up. Um, like some of my clients are about to get married or give birth and have a birthday. I'm not going to dump them before their wedding day. So if you see me, you know, lashing in my room, for the next few months, I'm either taking a model for a course or I'm just lashing someone until they have a big event because I would like to do that. Um, and I want to chat a little bit about what we've learned in this process because this has been uh, a growing pain for our business. What have you learned, Elliot? Any lessons? Before we start, can I just say, yeah. doesn't Elliot's outfit look so swaggy today? <laughs> doesn't he look so cute, you guys? <laughs> Give him a fit check. Where's your fit from, Ellie? Right, we got... We got the shoes from Madison Morris, Madison Morris special Christmas 2023. I get Elliot new sneakies for Christmas every year. Very cute. And every time he's out and about and someone's like, I like your shoes, bro. He's like, my wife got them for me. Thank you. My wife got them for me. (laughs) My mom got them for me. Um, The pants, the real ones will know, are from Brandy Melville. The best sweatpants on earth. Everyone at Lightheart, if you come in this building Everyone in here is wearing brandy sweatpants. Everyone's got brandies. They're the best. best. They're 30 bucks and they're like the best cut. They're so good. One size fits literally everyone. Um, (coughs) The the zip up is also brandy Melville. (laughs) I was going to buy the sweatpants and then I saw this and I'm like, it's it's oversized. It's for me. I think you look mad cute today. Thanks, honey. Just saying. And then the t-shirt is from Target. It's Goodfellow. Good, good white tea, good basics, and then the socks are from Costco. Okay, um, and we, the wife is in the the ring is from Madison, <laughs> and the headphones are from B and H. Okay, <laughs> um, and the hair tie is from Target. <laughs> 
guys, Ellie and I's scrunchie collection. And the underwear are from Patagonia. Okay. Okay. Um, it's so funny. Like Elliot and I both have long hair, and so our scrunchie collection is. Madison always steals my scrunchies. Elliot always steals my scrunchies. I, I incorrect. It's a circ- Inc- it, it goes one our way, and is- it goes from me to her. Our home is a scrunchie circle of life. It's a it's a scrunchy line of life. They start off with yes. me, and then they slowly all go towards <laughs> Madison, and then who knows where they go. After Everyone's that. like, "What do you guys argue about scrunchies?" Scrunchies, honestly, if you I'm know. like Madison. Where are my scrunchies? <laughs> Why are they always gone? And why do you throw everything away, Madison? Yeah, I just see scrunchies in the trash can. Sorry, I want a clean, streamlined, organized home. (laughs) Okay, so uh, last thing was, what lessons have we learned through this process? Because going from being a service-based business to Mm -hmm. being a... Uh, we, we girl bossed too close to the sun, for lack of a better word. We girl bossed too close to the sun. So close. And our wings are melting. And there's no going back. There's no going back. No. So what have you learned? Um, I've learned that, uh, I, I don't, what? I don't know. What have you learned? What have I learned? What have I learned from what? From this process of, of us transitioning our business from being a service-based model to being a digital model. And oh, us working together. You know, I've learned that um, one thing is that the market for digital uh, lash education is much larger than we originally thought it was. Yeah, period. I think originally, like, there at, were so many times. At where, first I put out an ebook and I'm like, who's going to read this? Or like, no one's going to read this. Everybody read it. There were so many times when, like, we were we would run ads and then they would, like, stop performing well. And I was like, okay, we've, like, run we've, through we've the entire. We've exhausted the entire We've industry. exhausted the industry. And we were so wrong. Yeah. We were so wrong because we, like, refreshed the creative. People are we, hungry like, for knowledge. It's, yeah. No, there are way more lash artists. Like, because the thing is, what we're doing is inherently limited in our reach because we are addressing our total market that we're addressing um is like a subset of a subset like we're looking at lash artists which are a fairly small niche already and then we're looking at lash artists specifically who connect with our messaging our aesthetic and what specifically we're trying to teach and trying to do which is not a small percentage of lash artists and so like i thought that that was going to be like like a couple thousand maybe maybe but we're like way past that now there's a lot of lash the market is way bigger than i expected a lot of people that want to be lash artists yeah yeah a lot of people and so they want to be us y'all everyone wants to be a lash artist and then i also realized that i think we started off a very effective part of the market for us to address starting off was like the more advanced market with like the, the private trainings, the group trainings, the um, more advanced uh, like manuals and stuff that we're doing. But as we learn and grow, I think, I think we're getting to the point where we're able to make really effective educational digital education material for a less advanced lash artist, which I think um that's also something I think we learned is that it's harder to make products for less advanced artists. Isn't that crazy? And and I think th- I think that is something that not a lot of people realize. That's a big lesson I learned. Yeah, because because as we've like made stuff, it's 
always been easier easier for us to sell the stuff that's targeted towards more advanced people and i think that's because the stuff we make for more advanced people is better yeah a million percent and like beginner lash education you could get it anywhere for a dime a dozen and a lot of the time when people are a beginner they're not really they don't know to seek really high quality education yeah like they just don't know yet and so people that have been in the game for five plus years they're seeking that more advanced course they're seeking to be challenged and so originally we were marketing our products like the going independent course like that is truly a basic beginner course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that was the hardest thing for us to like market hardest and sell. thing to make market everything but and now then we I'm, finally recently started figuring out actually how to do it yeah absolutely yeah. um i think the biggest things that i took away from this whole process is um one longevity is the most important thing in this business facts and um facts. i like that paul and tustany from Lashcast are like you know they're honing in more on like the long game because that's so and just like having a strategic sustainable business model for you your health your 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 life your employees whatever it is like the thing the truth is like if i'm just not you know my healthiest happiest version of myself where i'm balanced and and fun and free like i can't provide great classes i can't make great products I can't show up to the studios every day with a big smile on my face feeling good. Like, I'm just not Maddie. You got to be happy, healthy Maddie. You have to be healthy, happy, baddie Maddie. And I, you know, you got to realize, like, here's the thing. I think there's a season for everything. And I think that hustle culture and being booked and busy is not a bad thing, but I think it serves a purpose for a time. Don't do it and forever. And so don't do it forever Oof. because the whole hustle culture, like working yourself to death, taking 12 hours, 12 hours of clients a day, it can be very addicting if you have that kind of worker bee personality like I do where you just like to work and you, you like that repetitive grind and hustle. And also with lashing, it's like an immediate gratification thing because you're, you're like, you can see someone's reaction right after. It's like drugs. It's like, it's a drug to it's me. It's a hit. Yeah, but I you get addicted to like <coughs> being... Honestly, guys, when you get good at lashing, because lashing is such a steep learning curve, when you get really great at lashing and you're just like pumping out clients every day and you have like great work and everyone's happy and there's no issues, you feel like a superhuman. Like you feel like, oh my gosh, I finally gotten over this like two year hump of being bad and sucking at lashing. I'm finally the best. I'm finally so good. You get kind of addicted and caught up in that feeling and Just know that you need to be putting systems in place to be a sustainable business. Like always aim to have very high luxury pricing and like a standardized pricing menu so that you can like provide the top notch service without having to worry about your prices. Um, That was always my top priority. But even when that does happen, you know, if you're still busy, be really strict about your hours and your time. And if, you know, your business takes a different direction, it's okay to pull back in certain areas, you Mm -hmm. know, so hustling and being booked and busy, all that is fine and good and great. And I can teach you how to do it, but it is for a season. It is for a period of time and sustainability matters more. A million percent sustainability matters more. Your wrists matter more than being booked. Your back matters more than being booked. Um, And also just remember that you are a person and not a robot and you need to take care of yourself. And I think for a couple of years when I first started, I definitely didn't at all. No, that she did not. No, I got addicted to energy drinks. She, <laughs> she was a bang girl. Guys, I was addicted to bang energy. She was drinking bangs like That's every how, day. No, I would literally not drink a good. bang at eight in the morning and I would not lash good. 10 to 12 one hour fills. And then I would come home and eat dinner and go to bed and do, Bestie. It, do it all again. Bestie how? So, but you know what? 
it's all paid off. And our success today is directly attributed to those bang energy drinks. <laughs> Thank what you, are, bang. Guys, what are in those things? <laughs> <laughs> Salt. <laughs> what crack are they putting in there? And yeah, so if you see me walking around and I just look a little brighter, a little glowier, that's fine. Anything else to add, Elliot? No, I think you did a wonderful job. Thank you. I think my final point is please stop trying to book with me. Don't slide out of the DMs. With peace and love, my DMs are closed. Thank you. Unless unless you're you want to talk to us about my last two brain cells, then yeah. they are wide open, baby. Yeah. I've really been it's so funny recently I've been so bombarded with messages like how can I book? Where's your booking link? Booking went away on your website. Like as soon like, as your books are closed, everyone's like, let me No, in. no, no. My books aren't closed. My books are gone. My oh, books yeah, have been true. closed that's for true. years. They've been closed. My books are gone. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. Like I'll get texts and phone calls. This lady called me the other day at like oh, yeah. six in the morning. It was aggressive. Aggressively. Give me a quote. Give me a quote. Give me a quote. I'm like, whoa. 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 Cool your jets. It is six in the morning, ma'am. Um, I mean, be respectful of service providers always, but also um, just now that if you listen to this episode, um, I'm taking models for con- for uh, I'm taking models. So if you want courses. a light heart lash set, it will have to be a one time. It'll have full to set, be a model, a one time full set, so which I'm still charging. Apply. I'm still charging for model full sets. That's I always thought that was crazy. No, I'm still why? Because it's just crazy to me that you can do that. It's not crazy. I just I I love it. I support it. Yeah, I support um, it. Yeah. So that's kind of what i'm doing and pretty much everything going forward like keep thank you so much for following along the journey and following our instagram and supporting us supporting our products that come out um being patient while we create things because these things like coaching programs and mentoring and guides like they take a lot of work behind the scenes or they should um and so thank you for being patient while we create a lot of really great stuff for you this year this year, a, a lot's coming out. A lot is coming We're out. We're making a lot. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do this with Elliot. And um, I'm so grateful for you guys because, like, we couldn't – we obviously couldn't do this without you guys. And it is honestly Without you just, specifically. Yeah. You know who I'm talking to. And just friend to. to friend. Like, you guys feel like my friends. And just friend to friend. Like, I've never felt so welcomed and, like, humbled to be a part of anything. And, like, who knew I would have found my place in Lashes – but I just love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I love my clients. Um, and I'm like just so humbly and gratefully stepping into this new role. And I don't take it lightly. I take it very seriously. And um, I want our company going forward to really make a lasting impression on a lot of people's lives. And that's the other thing is like Elliot would always say, well, you're making such a difference in 25 people's lives. But what if you can make a difference in thousands and thousands and thousands? And I'm like, I know, but it's so hard to let go and trust that. And I'm trusting the Lord's plan because his plans are better than my own. And I'm trusting the Lord's plan that this is where I'm meant to be. And this is where I'm meant to serve in this way. So final thoughts. In conclusion. Do you want to talk about your Utah trip? I want to tell Utah, you guys. Okay. So while we're doing a life update and we just gave my whole life update, I wanted Elliot to give you a little life update because Lightheart Elliot has been... I Heart Elliot has been out on the town, baby. <laughs> I Heart Elliot has been living it up. Tell the people about your life. Update. So, um, I cannot. As talk about some it. of you may know, none of them will know. Um, about a year and a half ago, 
me and some of my friends invested in this startup called Serve. And it is, um, we did not invest much money. We did not invest much. It was like a couple grand. But um, one of my friends called me up. He's like, hey, some buddies and I, we like have this little fun together. We're investing in like this startup. It's called Serve. It's like a... Um, instead of getting catering for events, you can just book a private chef for your events and it ends up being cheaper than getting catering. So because it's like Airbnb for private it's chefs. It's like basically. Airbnb for private chefs. You can hire a private chef to do meal planning for you, meal yeah. prep. Like you can hire them just for, for your dinners. And it's like, it's a, a, it's a great platform. I really like it. I thought it was cool. And so we invested in this a while ago. Um, for the last year, it has not gone very far. The The ROI on our investment has not been great. However, the ROE, the return on entertainment, has been high. And so I think so far the best part about investing in this startup is that the CEO of the startup knows like so many just random people. And he called us up like a few weeks ago and this was such like... such a funny story, you guys. He was like... Hey, um, so my friend is Kenny Smith's son. Kenny Smith played for, I think, the New York Knicks in, like, the 80s. My friend is Kenny Smith's son. Kenny Smith, his name, or Kenny the Jet is, is, like, his nickname. He does a charity poker tournament during the All-Star game <laughs> in Utah. And Serve is going to cater that party. Um, and do you guys want to come to the party because, um, like I can get people on the guest list and we were like, um, sure, I guess. So then we show up to Utah. I, at this point, show up to Utah. I do not think this is real. I think yeah. we're just going, maybe we're going skiing one day. That'll be fun. We go to the Rising Stars game because we did not get tickets to the All-Stars game because they were like $4,500 a piece. Yeah. And I... Lightheart's doing well, but it's not doing that well. Yeah. And um, I was like, nothing's going to happen. Then the night of the poker tournament, um, the CEO of the company is like, hey, guys, here's the address. Show up at like 9 p.m. Like, uh, just tell them your names. You're on the list. And we're like. I mean, all right, we'll show up. So Elliot the, basically was at these like red carpet. We go. There's a literal red carpet. with like celebrities they have, and they investors. Have, they have like photographers on the red carpet taking pictures of everyone who like walks down. Yeah. And um, then I walk in and freaking it's just all these like venture capital guys. And look at this picture of Elliot on the red carpet, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cute. It's cute. Um, he's like, can you take a picture for my wife? <laughs> I did. That's exactly what I said. And they were like, oh my gosh, absolutely, sir. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, and I, uh, Guy Fieri was there. So Ellie took a picture with him. With Guy. I talked to him for a little bit. He was very nice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a super fun time. I met lots of cool people. I thought it was, uh, it was wild. And then, um. Everyone was like, whoa. Is that Lightheart Elliot? Yeah, they all from did. my lash two brain cells. From my the lash two brain about cells. All things lashes and life. That is, I met uh, Alan Iverson from the song "White Iverson" by Post Malone, and he said that he's like, you, well, "You're Lightheart Elliot from my lash two brain." I said, "Yes, I am." And who are you? Would you like to take a picture with me, <laughs> Mister Alan Iverson? And he was like, "Absolutely, I would." And but, he was you like, know. "Bro, are those Brandy Melville sweatpants? I got the same ones." <laughs> and he's like, "I was influenced." 
and yeah, it was a great time. We had a good time, and then um, I just loved it. I just loved seeing you live your live your very best life. It was so fun. You and the boys. It was so fun. Um, we're going to a music retreat in Jackson Hole this summer with some venture capital guys that I met. Yeah, Elliot met a bunch of friends. I'm uh, happy for him because he's just Elliot. Like Elliot, all of your friends are lash artists and their husbands. That is true. Like that Elliot true. has no friends outside of the lash world. Yeah. I met this really cool guy. His name was Ryan, and he's starting a wellness company that's called Love, and he has the website love.com. And I didn't even ask, but I was like, dang, that URL must have been expensive. Yeah. So it was just cool. It was cool to see you out of your element, like networking with people that aren't in the lash world. I had such a good time. I had so much fun. Because Elliot, it's so funny. Elliot, when he talks to lash artists and their husbands, like, you just speak lash artist. True. You get us. True. And then when I speak to anyone else, they're like, I don't know what a, a... C curl is what are you talking about and i'm like oh it's a it's a lash thing you wouldn't understand what is a wispy map what is a wispy what is a kitten eye what is a reverse cat eye madison does what a squirrel eye like, that sounds dirty <laughs> she has wet sets <laughs> what is that oh my but, gosh yeah well. no it was super fun so uh, that was great highly recommend um investing into a startup that goes nowhere oh the best part though i did get an roi because Woo. at this party they gave out little goodie bags oh the swag bags went the crazy, swag bags went hard elliot gave me his haul when he came home from this trip and it was crazy i got a watch <laughs> I got a a webcam and it's like a fancy webcam. Um, they gave I, you like a hat, a felt hat. They gave hat. you um, like a nice leather wallet, a and, nice leather and wallet, links, and an Eddie Bauer bag. A, like. uh, cigars. Yeah, I got cigars. It was crazy. I was like, yeah, it you was, didn't even invest. I invested in this company. Yeah, it was Madison's money. <laughs> it was. That's true. Um, I had no money. Anyway, also now that we have a little more time later this summer, because I'm kind of transitioning out of lashing right now, I'm just like, you know taking my last couple clients and and all that sort of stuff and I'm filming a mapping course that takes up a lot of my time but as the year goes on I think because we'll have a little more time on our hands we can film more podcast episodes every Let's week go! I would love to put out like two or three episodes a week two a week are you kidding me that would go dummy hard yeah I don't know do you think we're gonna like do you think we're gonna get sick of each other oh no I didn't think about that I didn't think about that either oh no do you think we're gonna still like each other I hope so I hope so girl um we will report back so in we'll six months. <laughs> in six months, we just like, <laughs> we're just fighting a lot of the podcast. Everyone's like, why are mom and dad fighting? <laughs> everyone listening to the podcast is like, things seem tense. Yeah. My last two brain cells seemed a little tense. Hey, everyone. And welcome to my last two brain cells. Whatever. <laughs> I'm your host. Stupid. We know you're Maddie I'm, Morris. We know you're Maddie Morris. We know you're Elliot Morris. God. What are we talking about today? <laughs> freaking something stupid, I'm sure. <laughs> Who cares? What, what, what do you freaking have? <laughs> <laughs> okay you guys well but until six months from now we smooches smooches bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.